Welcome to the I and Team Podcast with Brian Smith and Mary Smith. You are more important to your team than you might believe. Everybody has something to contribute, and most importantly, that's influence. Learn more on today's program. Now, here is Brian Smith and Mary Smith. Hello, everybody. It's Brian Smith and Mary Smith. And we're here with episode five of the I and Team podcast. Um, this week, we're not going to have a guest. Um, we're kind of in a transition between uh, getting some uh, filming done and some recording done here and getting ready to go on the road to do a lot of recording. Mm-hmm. So um, we're still doing some recording here also in the state. I think we've got some construction company coming up, uh, Elevated Construction. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about their influence in the small market uh construction world. We're also going to be visiting Procore. Um, but we're also today, however, going to do a recap of our first four shows mm-hmm. um, and remind everybody what this show is all about so that you can get in the best frame of mind for our future episodes mm-hmm. and um, get ready to have some more takeaways. Um, it's really important for us that you have takeaways. So, um, during the first week, we actually just introduced the show, um, so we're not, not a lot to say about that other than the I and Team podcast is about influence, um, and Mary and I uh, are of the same belief. You know, influence started before birth. As soon as you were found out that you were going to be somebody's child, you started to influence their lives, and influence doesn't end until long after we're probably gone. Um, people think of us, mm-hmm. um, and we influence people from cradle to grave and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, if you think about like all the authors and artists and every like, I mean, history in general, it's like you you make a mark on the world with your name by what you do in life, and that's your influence. And you continue on with your influence long after you're gone. Like people will talk about you. Right. Right. For a long time. And even if you aren't an author or an artist or anything, you still have that influence because there's people that, well, that you influence. You know, I don't care if you're digging ditches, if you're building buildings. Uh, we had uh, Tammy Cochleon from mm-hmm. Spa Blue, and she's in Aveda Salon, about uh, the influence they have on making us feel better with our hair or our nails or getting a massage or the things that go on at spas, right? Mm-hmm. Facials, and, pedicures, manicures. Yeah, and the relationships we build with those people that do those services for us. I always find it fascinating when I go to get my hair cut the little bit that I have left. And <laughs> the conversations I have, not just about our children, but about what's going on in life. And, you know, we share things with our hairstylist or with our esthetician or whoever that person is. We share things we might not share even with good friends. You know, it feels almost like a safe place. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually at Fresh Time the other day and I was checking out and I was having like a pretty deep conversation with my checkout girl. (laughs) Never seen her before. And I go to Fresh Time like twice a week. Yeah. (laughs) never seen her before and she was great it was it was kind of like a little like moment where you just like connect with humanity again it's fun but it's like funny that you mentioned that how you just have conversations with people that aren't constantly in your lives like your friends are like you only see them every once in a while yeah 
but it's nice to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah, and you see it happen every day. If you actually slow yourself down, which is one of our lessons um, in our book, um, Find the I in Team, you know, if you slow down, you can watch those conversations happen. You can see that interaction happen. You can see when two people click or two or more people click, you know, and it doesn't matter the environment. Um, the shirt I'm wearing is from Sonic Temple. And um, to be at an a, a art and music festival and to see how people connect through music um, or just through sharing the same type of music, um, people from different parts of the country that have never met before and all of a sudden they're connecting. Mm -hmm. right? So Tammy, we, you know, kind of dove into that a little bit more about um, the connections and the influence that we had or have with people that you don't think about uh, stereotypically. And then, you know, our third episode was with uh, Dave Averin, who is a best-selling author and a speaker. And I urge you to go look at that episode and, and listen to that episode and look up David because he's got a fascinating history in marketing and uh, consulting, consulting, writing, yeah. speaking, being visible, mm -hmm. you know, is how he started. And then he's transcended from being visible to, um, you know, why customers leave and uh, how to get them back, you know, and the whole customer experience mm -hmm. now that he talks about and how we as consumers are changing and we're driving um, mm -hmm. that, um, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about time management and how, what time means to us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's really important because time management is probably one of the most difficult things that we tackle as humans, especially as working humans. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun topic to talk about because time is already like uh, <laughs> a constraint. Um, and I love like the science behind time, but what's great about time is it's one thing that we all share. We, we all have the same amount of time in a day, like not talking about like, oh, we all live in like the same place, but it's like we all have about 24 hours in the day, no matter where you live, whether it be like India or Asia or Europe, like Africa, anywhere. Like you have 24 hours in your day. And it no moves at the same when speed. Your day starts. Yeah. yeah. And it all goes <laughs> the same speed. It's like yeah. you could be waking up like 6 a.m. somewhere, but like someone is like, oh, I just got off of work. But it's like time management applies to everyone, no yeah. matter where you're at. Yeah, right. And uh, when we say we have the same amount of time, look, if you have eight hours, Eight hours takes the same no matter who you are and what you're doing. Sometimes it feels mm -hmm. like it goes faster. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes it feels like it goes faster. You know, you sit down and uh, you start working on something and you look up and there went three or four hours and all of us have felt that. Where did the time go? Mm -hmm. Right? And how did I get so far behind? And um, that's something that you have to learn for yourself. How you use time mm -hmm. and how you interpret time is really something that you need to learn about yourself because your interpretation or our individual interpretation of time mm -hmm. is different than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody who sits down and does uh, a task like, I don't know, let's say accounting, mm -hmm. you know, I can get lost in it. Um, it could, next thing I know, there goes two or three hours, but other people would sit down there and go, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they would be bored to death. Uh, yeah, and, and this just can't go fast enough, you know. 
and how do I get through this? So to be realistic about time, you have to understand how you yourself deals with time, Mm -hmm. um, how certain tasks affect time in your life and how certain tasks, you might abhor them, slow time down for you Mm -hmm. and speed time up for you. Because the reality is, is even though a second or a minute for each of us is the same, our perception of time changes. And it's what we're doing in the context of what we're doing with who we are individually mm-hmm. or as a team can change that time. You know, Mary and I watch cooking shows. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we really like cooking shows. We watch guys grocery games and we watch Chop. Those are probably <laughs> our two favorites right there is guys grocery games and Chop. And we like MasterChef also, but... Mm-hmm. The thing about Guy's Grocery Games and Chopped is is they usually have like 30 minutes to make these crazy meals, Mm -hmm. right? And I cook. I like to cook. Everybody in my family knows, a lot of uh, the people that we work with know that one of my favorite hobbies is to cook. And I'll be cooking something, the next thing I'll look up, be like, where did that time go? I don't think I could ever get through 30 minutes out of Chopped without cutting a finger off or... (laughs) You know, I I leave it. I leave off an item. Yeah, I leave <laughs> items. I get chopped first just because I couldn't get done in time, right? But my point is, is, you watch people address time, and one thing I noticed about those shows is that because they're cooks or chefs mm-hmm. and they cook under pressure, they approach time differently. Mm-hmm. And very rarely, and I'm sure there's different takes, and they might have to do, you know, re-recording, or maybe they have to do a second or third take, or slow something down. But generally speaking, they don't. They those got people sweating, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. So my point is perception of time, and the only way you can be a realistic is to have a good perception of time for yourself and understand how you address time. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned in college that if you have a task ahead of you and it's like a big task and you think to yourself, oh, this task will take me one hour, typically you are underestimating the amount of time it takes by three times. So that task will probably take you about three hours to do. So if you're trying to get into time management, you need to, one, look at your tasks and then say, oh, this task is going to take me X amount of time. And then go ahead and triple that. Just for scheduling's sake, just triple it. And then if you have extra time, that's awesome. Because then next time you like go to manage it, you can have like a more accurate reading. But don't like overbook yourself because that's going to make you stressed out. So that's one thing I learned in college. Second yeah. thing I learned in Chopped. <laughs> I learned in Chopped that if you already have time management, you can multitask. Yeah, we don't like multitasking. (laughs) (laughs) We teach monotasking. Yes. But, um, yeah, yeah, you can. Yes, Um, if you are good, you can multitask. Yeah, you you have to factor that in. Yeah, because, I, you know, the problem with multitasking, uh, and I'm not going to digress too far, is that the quality of the work you do when you multitask can go down. So I'm not Mm -hmm. a big, I'm not a proponent of multitasking. But one thing about time management and understanding yourself is also understanding your environment so you can factor in distractions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a huge one. I get distracted a lot. The environment that I work in and the responsibilities that I have as a professional, Mm -hmm. uh, as a husband, as a father, 
you know, and those of you, whatever those distractions are, you got to factor those in. That's why tripling your time is so important because mm -hmm. you're going to get distractions. No matter how much you try to lock yourself away mm -hmm. and isolate yourself and put yourself on an island, you need to prepare for distractions. And you are the only one who knows what those are going to be. Mm -hmm. You're also the only one who knows or who can allow them to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you're also going to have to go to the bathroom. At some point, you're going to have to eat during the day to keep your brain functioning. Um, you're going to have to drink water, like, to live. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you got to plan for outside distractions that you can't account for. And then you also have to plan for, like, being a human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Doing normal things. <laughs> yeah, regular distractions. And, you know, one of the best ways to do that and uh, what we like to teach people is, you know, write it down. You know, I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy a calendar system or a, you know, get into Outlook or Google, though I do, I'm a proponent of, of using structure tools like that. But, you know, some people just don't perform well. It's not conducive to the type of work they do. Mm -hmm. um, so, for instance, we have uh, in one of our companies, we've got logistics guys and they're constantly in and out of trucks. They're constantly going up and down stairs. They're constantly doing something in physical tasks mixed with a lot of downtime you know so they in using their phones is dangerous because if you get reliant on their phones and they're driving could be dangerous um so we have uh implemented for them they use little black books and they write their schedules down every day and the little black books fit in their pockets mm -hmm. you know and for them that works and we asked them to develop a scheduling system that was for them we didn't tell them what it was so time management, especially if you're a leader, instead of dictating to somebody, especially in a distributed environment or an environment where you have a lot of autonomous people that are doing their own functions, mm -hmm. um, even though they might answer to somebody, you can ask them to help develop the time or the, the scheduling solution. Mm -hmm. You know, let them help with it. So um, it can really help that you still can keep them on schedule. You give them tools and the ability to solve their own time problems mm -hmm. within the context of their day and their personal abilities um, to get that time management done. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's one of the great things of being able to work autonomously is that you do get to make your own schedule. But that also weighs out with like the con of like, do you get distracted more easily? Can you do time management and force yourself to work? Um, I know when Braden was working for us full time, he would work at night because he was a night owl. Yeah, like way weird hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like couldn't sleep, so he had insomnia. So he would just like work at night. He'd be like working and be like two a.m. He'd shoot me an email, "Hey Mary, blah 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 blah," and I'd be like, next day, "Hey Braden, what were you doing up at two a.m.?" He's like, "I was just working." <laughs> so and he did that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I mean, he had crazy hours. And he was also, what was even worse about that was he was on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So, because he lived in Palm Desert at the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was even more of a gap in time. So, but we have that, you know, um, uh, people work at different times. I know that we're doing a project right now and our programming team is in Pakistan and India. So when we have our conference calls, it's like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, you know, there. So, and it's 11 a.m. here or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, 
understanding the people who you deal with, their schedules too. Time management is also about your teammates, mm-hmm. you know, and having a little bit of empathy for what they might be going through. And also your influence can be on other people's time management. So if you expect people to do things for you to help you keep your schedule, you know, uh, give a little bit of that respect back. I'm happy you mentioned that actually, because I am of the personal philosophy, and I don't know if you agree with me, but when I am relying on others to help me with projects, I give them a deadline that is a day extra. Like, I already give them that buffer deadline, and... I just give them an extra day. So if I need something by Tuesday, your deadline is Wednesday. And I don't even tell them I need it Tuesday, right? Like, I just tell them Wednesday, or I tell them Tuesday, but in my mind, it's Wednesday. I think I confuse that a little bit. So if I need it Tuesday, or if I need it Wednesday, I tell them I need it Tuesday. So that way, if they need, like, extra time, then I'll be like, that's cool, because I actually need it on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) So I just go ahead and give them a little bit of buffer time. So, and I, I have to look at my schedule often, mm-hmm. you know, um, it changes. So I don't have the benefit of a fixed schedule. Other people do, but even if I did have a fixed schedule, I still find myself having to look at it. I mean, we have regular staff meetings, which I miss a lot and I still have to look. Yeah. I still have to look at, <laughs> at them. So it's a good habit for time management to get into is to look at your schedule, remind yourself of what your tasks are, you know, Mm -hmm. look out tomorrow and the next day or the next day, just give yourself that one look at what your schedule is, what you did to yourself when you created that schedule. Mm -hmm. Because if you created something, if you're like a lot of people, you put something on your schedule two, three weeks out, well, in two or three weeks, the day before, you might not remember that. So, do that look forward every once in a while. And I like to look forward one, two, three days. Like tomorrow I'm headed to Denver, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to look at my schedule for Denver because I don't remember what I scheduled. This trip's been planned for a few weeks. I've got different people to see. Mm -hmm. So just to remind myself and hope that I didn't do an overlap or, you know, (laughs) one of the stories in the book is about losing track of time. Mm -hmm. Right. I talk about how I'm at my desk and about I lose track of time. Mm -hmm. Right. And I missed a whole appointment. Brenda comes along and are you supposed to be in like St. Charles, which is like a half hour from here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I ended up getting there and the client that I was meeting with had done the exact same thing. Literally. Thankfully. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully. Yeah. Right. So but it's funny because they had done the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So. um Uh, One of the things that gets me through my day faster, this is funny, and more efficient um, with less mistakes is actually the title of our biggest chapter, which is slowing down. Mm -hmm. I cannot stress enough to you out there, anywhere, watching, listening, the best way to get accurate and to get things done faster is to slow down. I know that sounds counterproductive, but it's the truth. If Mm -hmm. you slow down, you'll actually get more done. Mm -hmm. Um, And And by slow down, we don't always mean like legitimately move at a slower pace. Like sometimes it can mean that for certain tasks, but sometimes slowing down just means like 
letting yourself breathe a little bit and not think about a million things at once. Sometimes slowing down just means focusing and being deliberate in the task that you're working on. So we don't always mean like, you know, walk at turtle's pace. We just mean focus and be deliberate. Sometimes you do need to walk at turtle's pace. You know, there's always, you know, situations where you have to like actually slow down. But Yeah, so if you don't slow down, you'll you'll lose context, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. You lose focus. Um, I like to use the word situation awareness. You can't have situation awareness if your mind is going so fast that you can't see what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll miss things. I missed my pants once. So, you know, um, uh, that's a funny story that we tell in the book about how I actually got out the door and into the car and drove down the road 13, 14 miles without a pair of pants on because I wasn't in the moment because I was going so fast and I was doing too many things at once. And I didn't have a firm grasp on time. You know, Mm -hmm. I just didn't. So, It takes me back um, to time for yourself. You know, create some breaks for yourself, social time. Last week's show, we went to an art festival, and it made me remember and realize that there's a lot more around us, and sometimes you just need to walk away from your work, walk away from whatever it is that's distracting you and go look at something else. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, walk outside and walk around the building. You know, breathe in nature. Um, uh, There's a coach that I like to follow uh, on Facebook, Rich. and uh, on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. He's on Facebook too. Yeah, he is. And... One of the things he uh, posted the other day was, you know, what do you do, uh, you know, what do you listen to when you want to get centered? And I was like, well, I go outside. Sometimes I just like listening to the birds, mm-hmm. you know, so it just gets me re-centered. And when I get re-centered, I get better control of my time. Mm-hmm. I get better control of my schedule. I slow myself down and then I can go back to the environment that is a little bit chaotic. But for me, it becomes organized chaos when I take that time for myself and slow things down. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things to do to slow down is stretch. Not, like my pause breaks, they include doing some yoga. That's my favorite thing to do when I need a little mental break. But everyone needs to find like their own thing. Like yeah. it could be going on social media. It could be taking a little walk, like you said, going outside could be stretching, could be listening to music, could be watching a short video on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys do. You just take some 10 minutes and take a break. Yeah, take that break. You know, uh, people, I know a lot of business owners give me this, you know, how much time do I have to give as breaks? Look, give your people the time they need to take those breaks. If you don't, they're going to allow other distractions to get in the way and they're going to become less productive. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not talking about in a liberal sense about having to give people this mandatory time. They do need that time, but encourage them to get out. Encourage them to take those short breaks. So they'll have a better grasp of their time. They'll have better time management and the quality of the work they do will just be that much better. Mm-hmm. So, well, they'll like working for you more too. Yes. 
Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, good time management creates a good creates a good uh, culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if you're in an environment where people can have a little bit more control of their time mm-hmm. and can have a little say so in their time management. Mm-hmm. Um, you will create a culture and an environment that is more conducive to work getting done and to people getting along mm-hmm. and to uh, resolving whatever issues that your company faces. I don't care if it's vendor issues, if you're in that part of the company, customer issues, the whole experience from the customer experience to the vendor experience to the employee experience will get better. Mm-hmm. So allow for your organization to have a culture of time management and autonomy with your people as long as they're getting their work done. Set the expectation, mm-hmm. okay, and let people build that. Because mm-hmm. I think you will find that the culture will be lifted and you'll have a better environment. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note, too, that at the beginning of teaching people time management, and if you're trying to learn time management, that it's not just going to happen like, oh, I got time management down in the first day. Because like I was saying earlier, like you're going to have to do trial and error. So it's going to be one of those things that's going to be like habit forming. you got to actually work on it. Like you got to work on it like you would work on any skill, you know, like you got to do it every day. You got to look at your schedule. You got to try to plan it out the best you can. Don't be hard on yourself when you run out of time. At the end of the day, I did air quotes for those of you who are just listening. (laughs) I forgot that you couldn't see me, all of you. Yeah, you know, practice. (laughs) Practice makes perfect. And allow yourself to have mistakes. You know, um, the only failure is if you choose not to learn from failure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so every failure is an opportunity and it's an opportunity to get better. It's an opportunity to recognize what caused you to lose track of time? You lost track of time. It's too late. You're not getting it back, by the way. You can't go backwards in time, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, solve the problem, try again. Solve the problem, try again. And if you keep doing that, you will create new habits. You will have better time management. Mm-hmm. And you will see change. And it'll be positive change. Um, and you measure positivity, not anybody else, right? So, If you have a goal to have a better grasp of your time, you know why you need that better grasp of time better than anybody. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, um, that's it. I uh, think that's about all for me. Yeah. Okay. I think that's about all my notes on time management. (laughs) Good. So um, we look forward to the next episode. Um, We are uh, taking this one week at a time. But uh, we hope that you're getting takeaways. Uh, I am going to to Denver, and I'm actually going to be recording uh, some outtakes for our next show, which is in a couple weeks. And Mary and I are recording uh, the show on Friday on site at uh, Elevated Construction. So we look forward to bringing that in a couple weeks. That'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. And uh, please watch us on Twitter, or actually follow us on Twitter, uh, Mm -hmm. the IM Team Series, Mm -hmm. um, or at uh, Your Biz Doctor, also on Facebook. Yep, we're on Facebook, IA Business Advisors, IM Team Series, or on LinkedIn, IA Business Advisors, the IM Team Series, basically everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. IA Business Advisors, the IM Team Series, and in our book, Individual Advantages, Find the IM Team. Mm -hmm. And we are uh, 
rapidly coming to the end of writing um, individual mm -hmm. advantages, be the I and T. Mm -hmm. So uh, our second book will be out sometime end of summer, early fall, and we look forward to bringing it to you. So thank you, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for listening to the I in Team podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.